Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to episode 11 of the Autism Everyday podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something that simply does not get spoken about enough. Sexual behavior. Yeah, you heard that right. Sexuality, sex. I can almost see listeners turn down the volume as we speak. So here's the deal. Sex is normal. It's a basic human need, making sexual behavior a very normal thing, as basic as our need for food, for warmth, shelter, and clothing. Our focus today is going to be on sexual behavior and sexuality on the autism spectrum. Heads up, if we happen to offend you, as Dr. Peter Gerhard would say, toughen up. Why is this topic important and why do we need to talk about it? simply because if healthy sexuality is not promoted and supported unhealthy and abusive forms of sexuality may result and you want to be able to prevent that this area requires comprehensive training to ensure that children with ASD grow into adolescents and adults with ASD who practice safety in their personal and sexual needs remember ignoring sexual needs does not change the situation It's easy to brush this under the carpet, but that's no solution. No experiential avoidance, please. Yeah, I know because this is one topic that um, you know we really, really don't like to talk about. And time and again, when you um, you know when there's a question in a workshop or in in any of those interfaces, you'll often have people humming and hawing about it because they don't want to use the words the that we're going to talk yep. about today, yep. right? So let's talk about uh, puberty and, um, and autism. So one important point to remember, sex is just behavior. And all sexual behavior is social behavior. I mean, we all talk about social skills. Uh, but when we talk social skills, what are we limiting ourselves to? We talk... you know we ge- people generally mean eye contact greeting uh, responding to questions being able to play with other kids making conversations and so on and so forth but does it ever cross our mind that sexual behavior is also social behavior and your child needs to be specifically trained on the rules of sexual behavior and unlike the other social skills this is a fairly important one and an impactful aspect of social behavior because this is a place where your child or young adult cannot afford to make a mistake you cannot get this wrong because the consequences of this can be far reaching really mind blowing consequences and you don't want that happening so let's look at some of the aspects of um puberty what happens when a child hits puberty there's increased self stimulation in the form of masturbation when the child hits puberty typically just before their teenage years there's an intense interest in exploration of their bodies now while this is normal one of the classic responses that a child receives when you know he is seen touching his or her private part is usually that's bad that's dirty go wash your hands you cannot do this um children are typically uh reprimanded for it and the truth that is that this is a physical need but what's the social rule of masturbation don't do it in public simple so the child must know and must be taught where and when he can masturbate he must be taught that it cannot be done in the presence of another person 
only behind closed doors uh, in a specific space ideally his room so we are not going to say don't ever do it mm-hmm. but we are only going to lay down teach the child the limits that's right right where and when and and so on and so forth um you also want to start preparing the child for changes in the body uh, they begin to sweat some of them can be distressed by that that feeling uh, you want to ensure personal hygiene and start getting them used to wearing deodorants mm-hmm. um start getting them used to showering as needed depending on the humidity and the climate and being generally being aware of when their body needs a wash so this is a change from a routine bound activity to a routine bound plus need based activity so i mean if you happen to live where we live right it's it's it got beautiful beaches that automatically means hot sun yep <laughs> and summers can be particularly hard very very humid and this would mean changing some routines including the kind of clothes you wear and the number of showers you take in the day and the amount of deodorant you need to use <laughs> to ensure that you're not you know kind of uh, ensuring social distancing for other reasons <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to young girls there is the additional challenge of the menstrual cycle that can happen any time from age 8 8 and a half upwards so you want to start begin prepping them for the menstrual hygiene which would include tolerating a pad in their underwear knowing how to wear a sanitary napkin and how and when to change and safely dispose one and how to maintain personal hygiene during periods that's that's a lot of learning that a young girl needs to do in addition to all the other challenges yeah, that's true yeah and all this presupposes that you know whether the child is a boy or a girl it becomes critical that they are independent in every self help area whether it's dressing undressing having a shower cleaning up after using the toilet some something we just don't stress on enough is um personal dignity yeah and uh, this is really important habit you want to cultivate you want to ensure that they understand what privacy means right from the time they're you know 2 years right from the time they you know the toddlers you want to ensure that your toddler or your child is always clothed he's never walking around half dressed you know it's not okay to be wearing you know a t-shirt and just an underwear or you know pants but no top on he can never be changed in front of others even if they are members of your family right you always want to ensure your child is changed either in the bathroom or in the bedroom with the door closed yeah that's something culturally we don't think a lot about right we um children are changed and a lot of things happen yeah in within in the public spaces of a house yeah that's yeah. true yeah uh, this is also the age when children need to know about what we call good touch and bad touch um that means teaching the child who can touch him where they can touch him under what circumstances uh and what touch is not acceptable and what to do if they're being touched in a property that's something we need to really really emphasize on yep. it's all fine to know that this is not okay but what do i do about it mm-hmm. right and it's tricky because um you know it happened we taught these young kids uh, to uh, uh, 12 year 10 year olds actually right 10 year 10 at the time yeah um on the spectrum 
the concept of private squares and how nobody should touch them there um so um, i mean there was this little song and little thing yeah, that they did with it's it fairly popular it's yeah. on youtube yeah <laughs> and they loved the whole thing yeah um but what happened was um, then you know during art class uh, there was some messy work going on and so the therapist wanted to wanted the child to wear an apron mm-hmm. um to protect his clothes so he put it on and it had a little string at the back which he needed help somebody had to tie it for fasten him fasten it yeah so the therapist went to fasten it and uh, he was very upset and he was like don't touch me there that's my private square and so <laughs> it's tricky right absolutely um, for the child to discriminate and that's why the need to also tell them that there are some exceptions mm-hmm. um but then having said that anybody can be a predator and anybody can be a helpful person who's genuinely there to help the child it's very tricky but it's something that they need to know and yeah the other critical thing that they need to know is social distancing all the way and it's not limited to the coronavirus a <laughs> uh, one arm length the rule applies both ways the child also needs to know who he can touch and where he can touch somebody right it's so important yeah i like that social distancing all, all the way, way yeah <laughs> so what are some of the other things you want to keep an eye out for during puberty we can expect a certain percentage of the asd population to develop a seizure disorder it is not unheard of um there are no concrete statistics in yet but some of them do tend to develop seizures at this point of time there is also an increase in challenging behaviors and sexual behaviors during this time as we already um spoke about that being said additional factors such as boredom lack of leisure skills um a restricted environment and lack of mental stimulation are added factors that can cause a spike in both challenging behaviors and sexual behaviors so i think it's important to keep in mind that sexual behavior is just another behavior and a very normal one at that so instead of not talking about it and stigmatizing it let's enable the children to be safe and to stay safe So with that we wrap up today's episode of Autism Everyday. Do write into us at wechallengeautism@gmail.com with your feedback, your questions and your thoughts or DM us at wechallengeautism on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Stay safe and see you next time.